welcome to Science in a Cup. I'm Alex Papanikolaou from the Hawkesbury Institute for the Environment at Western Sydney University. And today is a beautiful spring day. Um, unfortunately, we have to sit inside the office because people are cutting grass outside and it was too noisy to record. So with me today is Dr. K. Ananatanawat from Murdoch University. Yes. Is that correct? Yes, from Murdoch University. I work with fruit fly, uh, tefritic fruit flies, especially... Um, so these are the ones that actually eat fruits, right? Or is that... uh, yes, these are the ones that actually eat fruits. Yeah, that's right. I, I didn't know that Drosophila doesn't eat fruit. They will happily eat rotten fruit. Uh, yes, but now nah, this one, um, they love the normal fruit, like the, not the rotten one. So they, they are the same as us. They are our competitors. So I work with Mediterranean fruit fly and um, Queensland fruit fly. The funny story about it is that um, Mediterranean fruit flies are quarantine species in the eastern part of Australia, whereas Queensland fruit flies is the quarantine fruit fly for the western Australia. But I have to work in these two species. So So where are you going to work? In the Antarctica? <laughs> so that's, that's a funny part about it. Adelaide. Which has neither. Have. Yes, exactly. Okay. But for some reason, it has a facility that um, have these two species. And so I ended up working there in the past year. So when you say a facility, you mean a quarantine facility? Uh, yes, quarantine facility. So these, are, these insects are locked up. Um, in I think five doors. Um, so you have to go through five doors, and you're like dressed like a, a UFO spaceman, or exactly yes. So I have to go through five doors, and then before the last door, I have to um, put the spacesuit on and cover my shoes. So you um, so you walk into this facility where you have the colonies of these flies, these fruit flies. Yes. And then what do you do to them? I'm looking at the um, the effect of the stressed. In fruit fly, so these are the stress that use like, in like anxiety. Or... Uh, no, no, not not that kind of stress, but more like more like a heat wave stress. Like a heat or a cold. Like a heat or the cold, yeah. Okay. So, so it's a different from the mental stress. These are physical stress. So it's like when we are in hot summer in Australia. So that would be a heat stress. Yeah, that would be heat stress, and then all like when we are in, you know, on top of Everest, so that will be a cold stress. Uh, stress. Okay. Yep. How hot does it have to be for a fruit fly to die? For so for humans, it has, must be like 50, 50 degrees, sixty degrees. I don't really know what the physiological limits for a human are, but they must be quite high. Uh, yes, in so in human is higher. Um, imagine that like you can actually stay in a sauna for like fifteen minutes. Um, but then, like in in insect, when in the naked insect, um, you mean instead of wearing a little? No, instead of actually in the fruit. So these fruit fly, the first part of their life, which is actually when they were eggs and larvae, they live inside the fruit. So the female fly will fly to the fruit and then pierce the fruit and then like put the eggs inside. And then when the egg hatch inside the fruit, the larvae will start um, eating the fruit. So the fruit is like a kindergarten? Uh, yes, it's actually more like um, swimming in lollies for them, I would say. And, and so they are, they are well protected in the fruit uh, as a larvae. So after about a week, they will start to become um, a big larvae. And before pupating, they will start to find their way out of fruit because they need a dry space to, to turn into pupae. What is pupae? So pupae is the, the time before... Um, they become adult, but after the larvae, they are um, the stage that 
the pupae just being in the cocoon and start a big change internally. So um, I usually imagine that they actually just close the garage and then you can hear the noise of so they're refurbishing and, the internals exactly yes and then like um, when they come out from the cocoon they become like you know a fly which can fly and um, it's totally different from when they were um, larvae so um, to me like it's like opening a new garage and then like having a plane instead of a car <laughs> something like that so it seems like they have three different environments the environment inside the fruit which is nice and moist and full of sugar and then the environment inside the cocoon which is however exposed into the air and then they have the actual environment where they can actually fly around and they can actually make choices where to go so what's your work doing in with regards to that so in my experiment i'm looking at the um, the larvae um, the big size larvae that just before they're turning into the pupae in my experiment instead of looking at the heat response inside the fruit. I'm actually looking at how they respond to heat when they're being naked outside the fruit. So in my work, the way that I heat them is to put the naked larvae into the, um, some kind of like a heat incubator and then see how long they can stand, for example, like 42 degrees Celsius. So um, my work focuses on the, um, the life stages that are involved in the post-harvest trip so the stages that um, they are inside the fruit. So this made me focus on the insects that are in the egg stage and the larvae stage. So how long do they stand? So I try with a, a field temperature and then I found out like for the 44 degrees Celsius, they will last about 16 to 18 minutes. Um, whereas like in 46 degrees Celsius, they will be dead within five minutes. So what are the effects of this heat and cold stress on the, on the cells and the molecules of the insects? So the effect of the temperature can be seen on the protein level in the cell. It's like, for example, you can see the eggs. And what happens when you actually boil the egg is that the egg white turns into the, a solid. So it turns from this translucent fluid into this solid white. Yes, exactly. Yes. So that is actually the effect of the temperature to the proteins. And imagine that like in the cells, there are many, many proteins that are actually working, functioning in, in the cells. And then suddenly you have this heat. So some of the protein will start to turning from their natural state to the solid state and then start clumping together. And then this was just blocked out the other pathway, molecular pathway that are actually working in the cell. And therefore, it will cause the cells to cannot be function anymore, for example. So is there something the cells could do or the organisms could do to protect itself from that elevated temperature if it's for a short amount of time? Uh, yes, they can. So like if, the, if it's just for a short amount of time, then the cell can start to generate um, some machine to help cleaning up the clumped proteins. So one example is a heat shock protein. So heat shock proteins are the proteins that um, expressed or generated in the cells in response to stress. So these proteins are usually involved in leading um, the other proteins to fix the cell. Um, for example, um, mending the broken DNA or like the um, broken cell membrane or clean up the proteins clump inside the cells. So do all organisms have these heat shock proteins? 
So humans um, have them as well? Yes, humans have, have them as well. Uh, heat shock proteins are one of the protein family that are well conserved through all species. The reason that they are well conserved is because uh, they are very important. They allow the organisms to survive through the fluctuation in the environment that they live in. And this includes the changes in the temperature, heat or cold, and also like infection. Well, thank you so much, Kay. And this was Kay Ananathawat from Madrigal University, University of Adelaide, Western Sydney University, talking to us about stress and heat shock proteins and how our organisms whether they're humans or fruit flies, can actually survive in diverse environments. So thank you so much. Thank you. And this was the end of Science in a Cup. If you like this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or visit our website at stressedfruitfly.com. And now you know where the name comes from. Thank you so much. Goodbye.